It's a very powerful mixture, you know. Uh-huh. So I just assumed I should refrigerate them, too. Damn it, Towser, get on with your story. Stop giving me all these short sentences and making me go, uh-huh, 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 like some kind of a damn moron. Uh-huh. I had to move one of the batches of candy canes to another part of the factory. I left a box next to a radiator in the lab. And? There's no more lab. <coughs> oh, the candy canes exploded. They react to extreme heat and turn volatile. We've got to stop this. Stop! Are you insane? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Christmas Month. Uh, last week, we... You know, rather enjoyed the Die Hard Home Alone R-rated take uh, with Violent Night. It was a good way to start off our Christmas month. But unfortunately, there's a bad way that we... There's some bad angles we have to we have to take when we go through this month. And this could be one of them. Mm. Now, I haven't seen this film literally since I was a kid back in 1985. Uh, this was a big budget for the time, fifty million, and this movie bombed at the box office. Fifty million for this? Yeah, fifty million. Harrison Ford was linked to this. Yeah, they Thank- wanted him to play the John Lithgow character, didn't they? Yes, they wanted him to play Beezy, and it's like, thank God he read the script, or his agent fucking said no. Um, they had John Carpenter linked with this. That's right, the direct. Yeah, he went on to do Big Trouble in Little China. Thank God. Do you know why Carpenter ended up refusing? He wanted the final say. He, he, no, wanted he also to wanted to do the score, and the studio refused, so he parted ways with them, apparently. Yeah, good on him. Yep. Everybody loves the John Carpenter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this was the studio... Uh, that produced the Supermans and the Supergirls. So these guys didn't know how to run. They destroyed the Superman franchise. And uh, yeah, so we uh, even the credits feel like Superman-ish. And yeah, oh, oh totally. The, even the way the sleigh flies, it's like Superman. Yeah, absolutely. And also even, you know, with the whole origin story, you know, that we'll get in the... the oh, my God. The origin story on this one. An like, hour on long. Hour long, the origin story. John Lithgow isn't in this until the movie's almost over. Yeah. He's the only thing in this film, and even that's cringeworthy. Yes. Oh, oh, it's pantomime villain. Uh, now, it's directed by a man called Jeanot Schwark. I apologize if I butchered that. Incredibly talented man. Has been directing TV shows since the Night Gallery back in the 70s, late 60s. And he's still directing big TV shows today. So good on him. He also directed, I actually think underrated, Jaws 2. I like Jaws 2. Yep. He directed Somewhere in Time. Very depressing film, but really good. And the one I just talked about, which I think I remember liking it. We might have to get to a whole Superman retrospective, but Supergirl. Yes. I I actually... um Watched and reviewed that for my radio show recently. It's pretty bad, but it's kind of campy fun, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of where they went with the Supermans after one and two. Yeah. Um, they went camp. Didn't work, because you can't go camp after giving us one and two. You can't change the whole yeah. fucking genre on us. Well, they did the same with the Burton um, Batman films as well. Yeah, yeah, and that really worked out for him, didn't it? <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but Supercard, it, it, it's pretty 
awful like, but it's kind of there's something very likable about it. At the same yeah, time. that's right. That's right. I remember. I remember this cool carousel making people old or something. Yeah, I can't what it yeah. was. And Helen Slater is uh, quite likable. Yeah, she is. Yeah, <laughs> I like Helen Slater. Yes, in the eighties, she was the her and Leah Thompson. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. The secret of my success. That's my go-to for her. I Michael J. Fox was in that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So this movie tanked. Uh, I remember. So I have it. it. I mean, you know. We talk about near the tail end of the eighties and the in the beginning of the nineties. You, you, to me, Christmas movies peaked. I, I mentioned this a few times with the trifecta, of what, which is Christification, Scrooge, and Home Alone, and they haven't been back since. And they just pummel these new Hallmark ones out now, which we'll be getting to soon. Yeah, believe you, um, me, we will be getting to those. <laughs> yeah, because Trevor picked that one. Did I fuck? Well, did I fuck? Yeah, you did. You said, Kieran, I need to talk to you about this amazing miracle. Oh, I will be talking about it. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I will. I will be talking about it, and it's going to be savage. Um, uh, here's a problem with with Santa Claus. A, this is not for kids because it is extremely boring, and long? it's an it's an origin story. It's almost two hours long. And there's no really, I don't know where to go with. I'm shocked Dudley Moore's in this because Dudley Moore was hot off the Oscar race with Arthur, yeah. which is a wonderful film. Arthur is one of my favorites in the 80s. I love Dudley Moore in the 80s. I like Dudley Moore generally anyway, but yeah. Yeah, him and Peter Cook were always yes. good together. And and so I, uh, and John Lithgow, I give a pass on this one because John Lithgow, I like the fact that the man took chances. His career was started pretty much in the 80s, um, but he started like Terms of Endearment, a very likable character in that, and then he played a fucking vile assassin in Blowout, and then he'd do Adventures of Bucky Bonsai, which is fucking balls to the, the wall nuts. The Twilight Zone film as well? The Twilight Zone film. He, he just did everything. He just, he says, fuck, I'll take it, you know? And good on him. He finally, because that way an actor come, you know, trying to find his niche, can kind of dabble in everything to find out what works for him. He was in the recent um, Pet Cemetery remake as well. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the guy's done hundreds of films. Yeah, yeah, on but, TV shows. Yeah, but you know, and I, and John Lithgow gets a pass on that because he he, he 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 still does that. He still does you know zany quite well. Even in the in like when he watched him as Dexter as a serial killer, Jesus, he's creepy. But he almost has that pantomime kind of characteristic. To him, yeah. Despite the fact he's his ugliness, and you know, and what, and what he's portraying, yeah, yeah. I wish I was talking about John Lithgow. To be honest with you, um, yeah. So the first part's an origin story. Uh, the second part is about a fucking dumbass elf named Patch, yeah, who wants to work for a businessman in good in good faith um, to make toys, so he can make toys to Can't show Santa. Fly? Yeah. And to show to show Santa that he can do it on his own. Uh, obviously, that backfires because obviously John Lithgow is the bad guy. Yeah, it's basically because d- doesn't he basically um, messes up and a lot of a lot of the toys get returned because they're like broken by the parents or something. Uh, How the fuck did Santa or anybody not catch that? Well, exactly. If there's an assembly line and things. They'd be falling apart right in front of the assembly line. Yeah, yeah. It was a quality control department. You know, he's the quality. He was looking at everything. Yeah, and the wheels would be falling off already. Not, not ten, 
there's no screws going in. We see it. So the wheels would have fallen off, at least in the bag. Mrs. Claus, at least, she'd have caught it, you know? Yeah, dumb whore. <laughs> <laughs> Santa himself was, was getting a bit tired. He was overworked. I think it's actually stated. Um, so it is. But uh, so Mrs. Claus, she, she was a bit more sort of clued in. And um, she should have caught it, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is just, it, it, it's a bit of a slog. I remember this film at the time, but I don't think, you know, it was in video shops, and I believe it's obviously been on TV and stuff. Um, but and I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, possibly on TV, but I've never actually sat down and watched it from start to finish until now. Yeah, this thing was mass marketed. Yeah. Um, it had mark, mark, uh, product placement endorsements. They had oh, yeah, high hopes time. for this. It's in the film, actually, um, and used poorly. We'll get to, we'll, we'll get to it. It's quite funny. The kids are deeply so, annoying as well. Yeah, I fucking hate that little bastard, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck him off the fucking sleigh, <laughs> little it, bastard. It, it was like he was, uh, even though it's like set in contemporary New York, it felt like it was uh, like set in Victorian times or something. Yeah, he was like Oliver. Yeah, and I thought that that could very possibly be intentional, you know, with um, Lithgow as basically Scrooge. So, uh, as well, you know, tan into the whole Dickens thing. But ah, look at you. Look at you reading beyond the uh, words. What's that, sorry? Ah, I'm sorry, I'm drinking my coffee. I have to wake up. Right. We're doing this. We're doing We're doing this for you fuckers at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> we're, we're fucking doing this 9.30 in the morning so you assholes don't have to watch this shit. <laughs> that, so you're welcome. That's how committed we are at, 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 to doing this public service. And here, the real fun's going to begin on the next one um, with one of those Hallmark-esque films. And uh, trust me, I'm going to fucking turn on it. This is, this is well, although it's not a very good film, it's, you know, it's not too, um, you know, <laughs> hateful, if you know what I mean. You know what, though? I think this is better than the Hallmark movie. Oh, absolutely. No, no, it isn't better. Sorry. It isn't better? No, well, I'd, say it, I'd say it is. This is too boring. At least the other one you can put, make fun of the whole time. Well, but th- th- that's a fair uh, point. All right. But anyway. So we, we meet St. Nick, but he's not Santa yet. He, 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 he's traditionally an old dude with his wife. who he, he dangerously brings her out in the wizard, blizzard. Yeah, the stupid blizzard bastard. season. Yeah. Yeah, sadistic prick. Yeah. And brings little wooden toys to orphan kids. Now, if I was an orphan kid... And I got a fucking shitty little wood carving. I'd be go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. Oh, hold on a minute. This is this is like uh, some sort of small Scandinavian village. I mean, they didn't have anything. They didn't have iPads or anything back then. You know what I mean? Stop you behaving like a spoiled brat. These were very nice. A lot of current attention went into making these toys for these poor children back in the day. It was like uh, oh, fourteen hundred or something. Off. You know. Fuck off. Nobody took one, but, 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 yeah. Yeah, but no, you would no. be, be the first one to go, fuck you. Uh, no, I Where's my brat, devil's I'm not a brat. I would have been very grateful at the current attention put into these, um, you know, beautiful little um, carvings. You. But you, you'd be, you'd be bitching because you didn't get your, your Ouija set or your Wicker Man doll or whatever the <laughs> fuck you like, you freak. Um, uh. But yeah, but basically he kills, um, due to complete stupidity, um, he kills... His wife and himself and his reindeers. Yeah. I mean, the jolly old bastard really ended it. And they put, they put reindeer frozen to death. Yep. Donner and Blitzen. Yep. Whatever the fuck their names are. And then, so, and then the North Star. Is that the North Star that, that closed? I, I thought, that, yeah, apparently so. But it was uh, like some sort of biblical sort of 
reference. Okay, so it's Jesus. Yeah, pretty much, Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then to bring him to the land of the elves. Yeah, it's pretty much the same set where the uh, where Superman's hideout is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's one hundred percent the vibes I got from it. Um, it's almost like they copy, they removed Christopher Reeve from and replaced him with the sleigh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then Burgess Meredith pops up in a completely pointless cameo. Although it's called, I fell asleep. I forgot about that part. It's, it's great. It's always great to see Burgess Meredith. Don't get me wrong. Um, what I would say as well, there is a really strong supporting cast of um, sort of stalwart British actors here. Um, you know, oh, don't no, no seriously. There's don't, Melvin Hayes. Don't don't say it. No, Melvin don't. Hayes, who was like famous don't. for Idiot Half Hot Mum, um, Christopher Ryan who um, was more famous for the likes of The Young Ones and um, Bottom, and also um, also appeared in Classic Doctor Who and the new series as a Santaran. Although he doesn't have any lines in this for some reason, but he has like loads of screen time. He's he's like the sort of stupid-looking um, elf helper of um, Dudley Moore. Uh, you, got, you got that right. The stupid-looking one is the one in Doctor Who. That makes sense, though. <laughs> I like Christopher Rand very, you know, he's, he's good in The Young Ones and stuff. As I, I'll say Mike. this. They cast it well, like... Dudley Moore and Burgess Meredith, they're, they're tiny actors. Yes. So they did, you know. So is, so is um, Christopher Ryan and Melvin Hayes. And again, nobody gives a shit about those two well, people. Well, I do. Nobody. Uh, uh, British people do. will know them from things No, they don't. No, like they don't. Only Fools and Horses. People, people, right now, people, people in the UK aren't listening to this and going, Oh, love, get me a cup of tea so we can watch another Christopher Ryan film. Right. Was, was that an impression of a posh English person? Because... <laughs> That was good. That's that a day job. Like you should have got. You should have got a rule in this as one of the elves. Oh fuck! Six two built like Chewbacca. Yeah, that would be great. Or, or, or maybe Santa. They'd probably chuck me into a reindeer suit. <laughs> fucking prancer. I could play. I don't know. I could play the Lithgow character. Yeah, cruel bastard. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Yeah, forty minutes of of dialogue of just boredom. I mean, what were they thinking? It is a slog. It is. Come on, no kid is sitting through this. Nothing happens. They don't even cut back and forth. Really, it's just this story. Kids these days, especially with like low concentration spans because of you know smartphones and the internet, would balk at this. Yeah, no, this. I can't see this. This won't be a cult classic. No, it's not. I don't even see it played a lot. I think this is just buried and gone. Yeah. Um, people will remember it. They go, oh, I think I remember that Dudley Moore thing. Yeah. But that's all it is. And if people put this on, they'll turn it off. Did they make their money back? I mean, if you said no. bombed. I mean, yeah. At 50 million, it made 22. Oh, dear. Yeah. 23 back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why this, this company's not around. They're very arrogant. Didn't pay their actors. Really? Yeah. There's a great uh, documentary. Uh, Richard Donner, who directed the, the late, great, great, great Richard Donner, yeah. um, how was hired in Superman 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And that's why in Superman 1 and 2, they filmed sequences in sync. Yes. So you already knew Terrence Stamp and Sarah Douglas and uh, Jack O'Halloran were playing the three baddies. Yeah, General Zod and his they, gang. Yeah, they, they filmed those scenes during Superman 1. Yeah. But he had, he quit. I know he did, yeah. He, he he had everything filmed for his part two, and he quit and wanted his name removed off it. So they hired Richard Lester. Yeah. 
because the fucking idiots wanted more camp. Right. Oh. And Donner says, no, this is a dark tale. Yeah. These guys want revenge. He's challenging his life as a being want to be human or not. Yeah. We're not going to boo doot doot doot. So all the tongue in cheek stuff, like when they go to the small bar town. Yes. Um, so that was all Richard Lester. That's nothing against Richard Lester. No, I, 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 know, I know about the, the, the problems Donner had, you know, with Superman. So too. there's now the, the 4K copy has both versions. The Donner cut. Yeah. Yeah, there's the Donner cut, and then there's Richard Lester cut. Yeah. And again, nothing against Richard Lester. I grew up with the Richard Lester cut. Didn't know about this until the Donner cut yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to take it more seriously, you stick with the Donner cut. If you like your camp, you go with the Richard Lester cut. And then, the, and um, then they, um, then they went with Richard Pryor and Nuclear Man, and like you know that scene in in where Superman takes the big S from his chest and he throws it. At yes, they cut. That's not in there, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they, they they thought that was stupid. <laughs> Um, so Richard Donner just scraped everything Richard Lester did. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, that was because Richard Lester was just a buying what the fucking producers wanted. Yes. Um, they didn't pay Christopher Reeve. Uh, who did they? Oh, Gene Hackman never got paid. I think it was. Huh? So he he wouldn't come back. That's why he didn't come back. Yeah. Um, Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, they were just cutting corners everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. it, 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 yeah, I mean. They've fallen on their own sword, um, especially with this bombing. So, yeah. Who was? Oh, my God. You know, I'm, I'm tearing these guys to shreds, but I should really back up who they are. Superman uh, 78. It's Scotland or something like that? Yeah. Producers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get the Superman theme out of my head. It's really sad we're talking about this and not the film, the piece of shit we're talking about. Well, there's about not now. much to talk about, to be fair, with um, Santa Claus the movie because it's, well, I mean, about the halfway mark, well, then um, Dudley Moore then comes into it more and makes like a magic. Uh, <laughs> I love how you're continuing it. Yeah, I'll finish this up. I'm trying to fill in the, the gaps here. You know? <laughs> no, no, I've got some stuff to talk about. We're cool. Hmm. Um, not much, but yeah. I'm just looking it up. Come on. Oh, there it is. Got it. Okay. There's the man himself, Richard Donner. Um, Donner started off um, directing episodes of The Twilight Zone as well. Yeah, well, his fucking kickoff start was the classic The Omen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't go wrong with that. All right, so the guys who are involved, fucking hell. Yeah, anytime this fucking millennium, guy, here and, you know, take your time. You know? It's, it's, it's Sulkin, the Sulkin brothers. Right. I, I believe they are. It's Alexander and Aya Sul- Sulkin. And they bankrupt their own company. Yeah. Because they they overspent, didn't didn't know really what they were doing. They got they hit it out of the park with Superman and Superman 2. They got lucky. Um, and then from there, everything just fell flat. They took chances on movies like this. Yes. Um, and I think Supergirl was the one that finally ended their yeah their their little their little uh, their reign. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just jump back into this piece of shit. Oh. So he he Pass wants to be head toy guy. Yes. And he creates this assembly line and don't know how he doesn't catch like we talked about. How he doesn't catch the broken toys that don't work broken toys and how they're staying together when nothing's being nailed or screwed in. It's stupid. Um, Magic it's fucking or something. It's it's careless. It's careless filmmaking. It it should, something should have happened where the glue 
would stick properly and it's going to eventually fall apart. Or it apart. was sabotaged something. or something by the other elf who was actually evil, you know, who was like Dudley Moore's rival who wanted the yeah. job, you know? Yeah, something where this would, you know, yeah. It's made sense. He's gotta, yeah, he's got to redeem himself. Yeah. But that doesn't happen, so he's going to fucking quit. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Joe, this little fucker, this little homeless prick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love I love the blatant product. Yeah. Usually you go, hey, Trevor, what are you doing? Not much. I'm going to McDonald's to get myself a Big Mac. Know. That's, That's product placement, right, guys? Yeah. Yo. This one is people eating stuff in their faces in a McDonald's while the poor fucking homeless kid staring through the window. It's literally rubbing <laughs> it in. Yeah. It's a horrible product placement. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, because, you know, the there are actual homeless kids who, you know, who, who I don't know, that, that could actually happen to. It's pretty um, obscene. <laughs> It's just not a good fit for this. No, it's, 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 you know what? And it's also not a good look for McDonald's, who they're doing the product. Yeah, that's why. With. That's why my point. And then he's stalking this little little girl. Yeah, she's posh. Yeah, Cornelia, who's we find out. I love how. Oh my God, her uncle is BZ. Yes. No way. Yeah, there's, well, a, there's a big picture of him. There's a big picture of him on the fireplace. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to assume that's his, his niece. She's pretty awful, like, you know? Oh, yeah. That hair. Fuck that hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she looked like a Lego kid. But, um, so she sneaks, a, she sneaks Joe a Christmas dinner mm-hmm. and <laughs> gives him this big plate and then sets down, here's a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it reminded me of the, the 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 blatant product placement. It reminded me of you know in Wayne's World where he takes a piss out of that type of thing. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's pretty much the Wayne's World scene is pretty much a parody of this. So Santa's flying around at this point, and he sees the stupid kid. Yeah, and he gives him a lift. Yeah. Then he shows him all this glorious magic that he has. Then he chucks him back on the fucking roof. Yeah. And goes, all right, see you next year. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, yeah, if I survive. Yeah, and also, <laughs> you better fucking behave yourself because I only give fucking presents to good kids. And they fuck off, you know, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then he's seen carving a fucking wooden figure that happens to look like Patch. Yes. And he goes, I'm going to give this to Joe next year. What use is that to Joe? What the fuck is a homeless kid who needs food going to do with a wooden figure? Exactly. Why didn't he just, like, give him a fucking house and, you know, maybe some food and, like, I don't know, a warm coat or something? Instead, he gives him a fucking wooden toy. Well, he could chuck it in the fire so he can maybe live for that evening. Yeah. Instead, he gives him a fucking stupid carving that um, looks like fucking Dudley Moore. (laughs) Fucking hell. I'll be like... Why the fuck you give me this picture of Arthur? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's um, yeah, it, it's yeah. Uh, here's another thing. I'm jumping ahead a bit, but the finale isn't even set at Christmas. It's set after Christmas in January. What the fuck? Well, yeah, but it's because they have to conclude because Christmas two uh, what, they're having or something. Christmas two, yeah, because let me get this right. John Lithgow gives away these free lolly candy canes. Yes. And he's making a mint off him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then his whole, and then we find out that the secret ingredient that Dudley Moore uses will blow up. Yes. If yes it's, it's basically kept dynamite in a warm or something. Place. Yeah. And they're and they're Ham and Towser, who by the way was in Jaws movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is going to go live somewhere where there's no ex- um, extradition, and they're gonna run away with millions. Yeah, and they're gonna let Patch take the rap for it. They're gonna go. To, yes, they're uh, they're gonna basically fuck off to um, him and his assistant to Brazil. Actually, to say because they talk about you know like um, having drinks in the beach and you know. Uh, bikini clad sort of assistants and stuff you know um, girls you know looking after them that type of thing um, um, and they're going to blame it on Dudley Moore Patch or Batch or whatever you call him and um, he, he, I don't know uh, yeah that, that's pretty, Patch yeah 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 that, that, get it right man that, that's pretty much the plot fucking stupid yep Fucking stupid! What a waste! And, and it's, it's it tries to be a sort of you know uh, a sort of um, commentary on sort of capitalism and you know th- that type of thing. But it, it, you know it, it, you know what though this is a fucking kids film. You don't you don't need it. Yeah, but well, well, not only that they don't pull it off. More importantly, because it's just so um, you know, especially this guy's performance is just so over the top ridiculous. It doesn't it doesn't work. So, patch. Is pretty much a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's stupid. Yes. Let's get that out of the way. Well, he's, well, he's more like naive <laughs> and sort of silly and innocent type thing. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, he's a good heart, but he's an idiot. <laughs> Fuck! If I was Santa, I'd fucking just I'd sack him. Yeah, I'd be like, come here. Yeah, <laughs> you almost killed all these kids. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, well, well to be fair, I, I, I actually, if there'd be, you know, what they should have done like a director's cut. Yeah. And maybe maybe get Richard Donner to come in, and or John Carpenter. Yeah, get him in and feed Patch to the polar a polar bear slowly. <laughs> well, not only that, um, he, he almost kill, kills a lot of kids twice. First, with the, the the shitty toys that fall apart, you know, like the bikes and stuff that fall yeah. apart. I mean, one of them actually literally gets run over by a bus, which could easily have had the kid on it. Um, that would have been awesome. That's John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. And um, then the second time with the exploding, flying candy cane sticks nonsense. How the hell? I might have missed this because I probably fell asleep. <laughs> what? Who's going to buy something that makes you float? Well, I mean, kids want to fly. Kids, I mean, it would be a very popular toy, I would imagine. I mean, I would like what that parent, if it was real. What parent is going to allow their kid to eat something that makes them fly away? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be a pretty cool present, and it'd be pretty popular, to be fair. But but if they have no idea how to control it or what they're yeah, doing. It's, yeah, I was just about to say, it's also extremely dangerous. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end... John Lithgow needs to escape, so he starts eating all these candy canes. Yeah, it goes to space. The police are coming. Yeah, and he jumps out the window, but he's eating too much, and he floats away in space. Yeah, all- which when he like die, he, I was just about to say his body should have burnt up. Um, whenever um, you know, going through the atmosphere of the Earth, and also he's screaming and stuff. So, and you can't actually. There's no atmosphere in space. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever scientifically. I get that it's a silly kids film. And um, you know, it, it you can sort of get away with stuff like that, but it did irk me because I'm a bit of a I'm pedantic with stuff like that. He wouldn't have, in space, you know, as the tagline goes, in space no one can hear you scream. You can't even scream in space, but he can. So I mean, and at the end, his body should have burnt up when going through the Earth's atmosphere. So he, he can't. He ends up kidnapping Joan Cornelia for himself. Yes, Santa. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because Cornelia now lost her stepfather, well, her uncle. Yes. And Joe's obviously a homeless twat. <laughs> yeah, it's not so, finale, but... <laughs> Yeah, he's a loser. Yep. Um, and the they end up because because they end up teaming up and saving the day. Um, going on living in uh, magical Santa Land. Yeah. 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 And Mike from the Young Ones is there, and um, Melvin Hayes no, and don't. stuff. You know, oh, whatever guys, some people people know never heard of. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is just terrible. I I can see sort of some kids in the eighties oh, liking it. Me. Here we go. I didn't. I mean, it's Here not. I would. Go. I wouldn't even have liked this as a kid. It's just. Uh, I, I don't like kids' films. Never even never have done even when I was was a kid. But yeah, this is pretty. It, it's 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 a tough watch in that it's 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 boring. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing else to say. I mean, it's cheap effect. Well, I'm not gonna blame the effects for the time. I'll go with it. But it, it's the scripts are mess as well from a more technical level. And the, and the sad thing is, casting was okay. Yeah. No, no, it's a good. casting. Yeah, a decent cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have made this work. The script's all over the place. Fifty million, and you couldn't write something that's. Yeah. This is just this is just two ego producers. I talked about it. That was. Yeah, that's all. Just two ego producers. It, it feeds like can, two different um, types of films uh, fused together. The whole sort of more serious fantasy elements, you know, that we get with the first star, the origin story stuff. And then, um, then we'll go into wacky comedy set in the present day, um, which so there's you know uh, plus there's the, the sort of Dickensian stuff going on as well, so it's a bit of a, a mishmash of a lot of things, and they don't pull off any of them. They should have. What they should have done is cut back and forth. Yeah, give Lickow more screen time, and show him, and you're going up this mountain on the left side with him, and you got the right side of the mountain. You got the Santa tail. And have it going up and up and yes. up and up, and then the, the spike hits. They get to the top, the peak. Yeah, they get together. The, their worlds collide. Yeah, that's what should have happened here. Yeah, not an hour of fucking Santa, and Mrs. Claus, Petney, chucking each other off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this shit. <laughs> Fuck me. But, oh yeah, I mean, or even even give us fun elements at least. Then, if you're gonna give us a Santa world for an hour. Give us Rudolph. Give us Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Give us cool characters that we remember as a kid. Give us somebody we can go. Oh, not some fucking stupid man in a fucking. The, even Santa's pretty forgettable in this himself. Who's like the title character? The only good actor, the only memorable though. character. This guy's annoying as well as this. It's, it's over the top pantomime nonsense. I have to you know being honest. The only memorable character here for me is Dudley Moore. I'd probably go Lithgow just because he's so bad. It's good yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. He plays that well. But yeah, guys, uh, avoid this at all costs. Um, Christmas movies, like we mentioned, are hit or miss. We'll dive more into it when we talk about the Hallmark ones um, next up. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Destined to fail. There was no way this was going to be a hit, uh, especially with the troublesome producers at, at the helm. And uh, that's all I have for this one. And uh, do you want to add anything else? Um, no. <laughs> okay, there I'm you done. go. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. Coming up is the one uh, that Trevor has been dying to get on the air. <laughs> a Castle for Christmas. It's not a Hallmark one, but it's in the it's in the same vein. 
Um, we'll get more into details, and you won't believe who directed it. Uh, I do. I yeah. am shocked yes. who directed this next film we're about to talk yep. about. Mm -hmm. Uh, and until then, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can uh, grab us at Citizen Frame underscore podcast and, of course, Facebook. And uh, that's all I have for you today. We're going to end this one. Talk to you soon. <laughs>